Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Amandaman Games Podcast. This is episode 18 of my weekly gaming podcast where we discuss all things video games related. Tune in every Wednesday, or Thursday in this case, for new episodes. And to support this show, please subscribe, comment, and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. So now I'm recording this right after the PS5 event had finished. So I kind of announced last time that I would be waiting for this PS5 event. And, and I kind of decided that I want to record right after it because otherwise we would miss a huge chunk of news. And I mean, after watching the event today, if anyone else has watched it, I mean, I, I, I think I was, I was pretty happy with it. I was pretty excited. I don't know if that's kind of my, my PlayStation side coming out. Uh, there were definitely things that I wish they had done or had done better. But overall, I was pretty surprised by the games that they had, they had announced. Um, and also kind of the stuff that happened towards the end as well. That was pretty cool. But yeah, some of the big things were missing and a lot of re- release dates were missing. But obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. So I have everything on paper. So if you hear a bit of ruffling of papers, uh, I apologize for that ahead of time. The PS5 event started today. I think it was 4 p.m. Eastern time in my case. So one of the first things was obviously they had like a huge intro where there was like a, this kind of like just unveiling the PS symbols or whatever. And then Jim Ryan kind of comes in, just kind of talks about, you know, just PlayStation and everything like that. And kind of, I think, reiterate the the fact that they are taking a very generational approach. And I think that was obviously a, a kind of like, almost, not really a knock, but just kind of, uh, kind of like talking about how Microsoft is taking this approach of, you know, all of our games will work with this console, the current console, Xbox One and Xbox One X. And the newer consoles, right? That was kind of the main thing that Xbox was pushing, and and Sony was like, "No, we're not doing that. We believe in generational generational approaches." Um, and before actually all of this, I got excited initially, but obviously that was like a false excitement, I guess, because they unveiled like the Rockstar logo. I thought maybe it was GTA Six or something, but it was basically them just announcing GTA Five is coming out on on PS Five in twenty twenty one, which was expected. Uh, they just kind of talked about how PS Plus people on PS5 will get GT Online for free, something like that. But basically, I mean, nothing, it wasn't It wasn't anything that we wouldn't have expected considering how big GTA 5 is. I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm expecting the same thing for, for Rainbow Six, for Fortnite, Destiny we already know, right? So it was kind of like, okay, like whatever. And then they kind of had that initial thing. The first thing, they kind of go into this and already I was really surprised by what they kind of announced. They went right into it with the PS Studios logo. And then we got shown a new Spider-Man game, right? Already like that is to me already like, how? How did they have the time like Insomniac Games to come up like in, in these many years? And the reason I'm kind of bringing that up is because they showed us Spider-Man like the, the like just kind of like sort of gameplay-ish, sort of cutscene-ish, whatever thing. And we see Miles Morales so we're going to be playing as Miles Morales in this game. The game itself is called Spider-Man Miles Morales. I don't know if that game was running on... It's obviously it says it's running on PS5. But in terms of the tech and everything, it didn't... It's not like... From what we saw, of course, I'm not going to say that... You know, the game isn't like actually technically like advanced or whatever. But from what we saw, it didn't look anything like too crazy. Which, of, of course, I don't really mind because I just love Spider-Man either way. And the big thing was it says it's releasing Holiday 2020. So this is a launch title with the PS5. I mean, at least for now, right? Knock on wood. For now, it is it is a launch title. That to me is is just crazy. I'm I'm shocked. Like I was I was 
I was hoping that we would get some cool games and cool announcements and like these big games like Spider-Man and stuff will be announced or they'll just kind of show us a glimpse of it. But the main thing will be that, oh yeah, wait for 2021 or 2022. That's kind of what my brain was saying. But the fact that they show Spider-Man Miles Morales, um, obviously there's a lot of questions in terms of Peter Parker, what happens to Peter Parker, how they're kind of taking that approach because obviously we don't know, like in terms of, if anyone's played the Spider-Man game, uh, you know, towards the end, we just see uh, Peter Parker and, and, and Miles Morales kind of come together and we also find out that Miles Morales also has, you know, similar powers as, as Peter Parker. So we kind of already knew about the whole Miles Morales thing at that point, but obviously, you know, it wasn't anything like, okay, Peter Parker is, is gone or, or anything like that. So it was a little confusing as to like how, like how they're going to take that approach with this game uh, and kind of just tell us that, oh, by the way, Peter Parker maybe is with the Avengers. I don't know, you know, maybe. They're like, they're with, he's with the Avengers. So now it's, it's Miles is, is here in, in New York or Manhattan and he's trying to like keep the city safe and we, we play as Miles. I think, I think that might be the best way to kind of approach it because obviously they don't want Peter Parker to be completely gone. Or it might be us playing as both and they just kind of showed us Miles Morales. I mean, the game is called Spider-Man Miles Morales. So I don't know. I'm surprised that they didn't go with the Spider-Man 2 uh, thing, but I guess maybe because that, that harkens back to like the movies maybe or even the older games. I think maybe they're just going for uh, for more of like a, a subtitle approach with, with their titles. But again, 2020. So if you're excited with the PS5, Trust me, you already have a really great game coming along with it. Next one, okay. So after that, we kind of go on. Then, of course, it's Polyphony, known for its Gran Turismo series. Uh, they kind of, like, do a little bit of talk in the beginning, and they show us, like, a lot of, the, like, like kind of cutscene things or whatever. Uh, and, of course, Gran Turismo 7 is announced. Uh, they show, actually, like, proper gameplay as well, which I don't know, maybe it's because of what they read and heard about Microsoft and how people kind of look down at, at on their press conference because you know there was no gameplay with the HUD and everything so they really they really pushed that gameplay aspect in this um in this like video or in this event so they showed us some Gran Turismo 7 gameplay no release date which was surprising I thought like there would be like oh it's coming out 2020 but maybe they're just waiting maybe they know maybe uh, my my thought process was as I was going through these games and I was as I was watching the event um it was possible that a lot of these games are planned for 2020 but because of everything that's happening, uh, because of because of COVID and people working from home and everything like that, uh, a lot of stuff just gets displaced, right? A lot of stuff is just not coming together at the right time. And I think best case scenario is that it will come out in 2020, but maybe they're like, okay, you know what? Let's just not put a release date right now. Let's just not put 2020 because I'm sure they don't want to go towards the end when PS5 is coming out and announce like five different game delays, right? That just That just won't look good. So, uh, so that that obviously means that Spider-Man is really, really done. <laughs> like it's it's fully done, completed at this point almost. That they're like so confident to put a 2020 release date on that considering they didn't put any release dates on like some of these other things. The next one, of course, another thing I put like exclamation points next to this one on my paper. But again, PlayStation Studios, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart. This looks cool. Like initially I was a little confused. I thought maybe this was almost like a, like a spinoff. And it was like an on rail on the rail spin-off. Because just if you watch the trailers or at least like the, the reveal, um, I'm I'm sure you might agree. Like just the beginning section of it when they were showing it, you were just kind of always like on rail, you were just kind of moving again and again. And I was a little confused that okay, is this like an on the rail shooter kind of a thing? And then obviously they kind of even go in, in deeper with the gameplay and they kind of show you the gameplay. Then I'm like, okay, okay, this is kind of this is Ration Clank. This is what I wanted. Game looks amazing. Like, oh my god, there's some really, really good looking games. And I think I don't know if this was another thing that people picked up on. 
but so basically all I was watching on Twitch, right? Everything seems to be running at around like 30 FPS. So I don't know if, uh, if like it's supposed to be a 60 FPS, but I think I, I, I think like some developers, some people wrote about it before that, you know, with the new GPU and all this stuff, even though the PlayStation 5 can technically aim for 30 F, uh, for 60 FPS by lowering certain things or doing this or that, I think most developers will choose to go for the 30 FPS or like a stable 30 FPS because we've been doing that for so many so many generations now, right? And it, I think that just allows them to squeeze more power. And I mean, seeing Ratchet and Clank, like wow, I was just I was surprised, man. Like talk about Pixar movies coming to life in video game form. It was just amazing, like how good this game looked. And uh, for me, this was one of the games that I'm I'm most excited about. I am hoping that it comes out 2020. That's what they were speculating, or at least like that's kind of the leaks and rumors again. They didn't put any date on it, you know, like same as Gran Turismo 7. Maybe they are aiming for 2020, but maybe maybe Insomniac themselves are like, why would we want to release two games together, right? When they when they are kind of like, no, we're going to put Spider-Man out first and then Ratchet and Clank maybe comes out in 2021, like first quarter or second quarter of 2021, right? I can see that happening as well because it, it does make sense. They don't want to, it's like, it's not, you don't like really see like, I don't know, Activision release two games together or Actually, EA, you kind of have seen that with Titanfall 2 and, and Battlefield. But uh, you know what I'm saying, basically. So I, I think that might be it. But I was I was hoping that Ratchet and Clank would be there, too. Because, look, even if they release two Insomniac games, I'm going to buy both of them. And I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people that are buying PS5s will buy both of them as well. So it's not like, you know, they release two games and one game just doesn't perform well. That's not going to happen, 100%. So, yeah, no release date. It looked really cool. It was just about, like... It's called Rift Apart, so it's basically going through different dimensions and different like zones or whatever. Um, I'll keep moving because I know, I know there's a lot to go over. Um, so next one was Square Enix, a Square Enix game. It's a it's a PS5 exclusive. It was called Project Atia Atia, um, and yeah, this was cool. This was it had like a weird Final Fantasy vibe to it because I think it is made by a similar by one of the main. I don't know. It, it was. It's called Luminous Productions, I think, and I remember like they did like a whole gameplay gameplay like uh, demo for Final Fantasy, maybe. But it looked really cool. It looks really like I mean, again, the game looks beautiful. Has a really cool concept. Um, kind of reminds you a little bit of Infamous as well. But yeah, like it looks cool. They didn't really show too much of it, and of course, no release date either. I mean, it's at the point where it's called Project Athia, so you can imagine how far this game is, uh, and Square Enix as well. So you can, it's gonna be a while <laughs> before this game comes out. The next one I have is Annapurna, Annapurna Interactive. It was like a, a they they showed this game called Stray. It was this weird like cat game. I put that in brackets because just to remind myself what it was. But we just saw kind of like a world with like robots and almost like a cyberpunkish looking world. And I guess we play as a cat. They don't really show any gameplay or um, what you're doing in the game uh, per se. But it looked cool. I, I like the vibe and everything. I like the whole cyberpunk look to it. And like we'll see what happens. We'll see if um we'll see if like the gameplay itself is really cool it was this was just like a really good cinematic gameplay or cinematic trailer that they just showed us so i think release date for that was 2021 as well the next one actually did i even i even forgot to write the name for this game maybe yeah i forgot to write the 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 name of this game but there was a new ip from again playstation studios from housemark so housemark if you don't know has made games like resogun which was pretty popular on ps4 uh, and it was like a third person game and it was kind of like Edge of Tomorrow almost, like that movie with Tom Cruise. The idea was that basically, you know, you die and you repeat, you die and you repeat. So 
And like, I think it was kind of using this procedural approach to it where every time you go in, the world changes in some sense. So I can, you can kind of see what, what they're trying to do. It's kind of like the game Hades or uh, what else was there? There was another one that came out on Steam, but I'm just going to use Hades as an example where you are dying and you're kind of repeating everything from the beginning. But every time you die, you're upgrading, you're learning new things, you're learning new things about the story. And that was kind of like very similar, a similar approach to this one. So it looks cool. It, uh, Housemark always does really, really great, a, a really great job when it comes to the gameplay itself. So I won't be surprised. Like, I'll be surprised if like the gameplay wise, um, this game isn't good or anything like that. So yeah, I mean, it looks cool. It, it looks interesting, but of course, like, I don't know, we'll have to wait and see uh, what comes of it. And of course, uh, for me, the main thing is like release dates and the gameplay. We didn't really see, like we saw a glimpse of it, but yeah, like, it looked interesting. I'm not going to knock on anything like that. So the next one was, again, PlayStation Studios, Sumo Digital. Uh, you know, it, it was kind of weird, like the trailer initially, you didn't know what it was. And of course, the big unveiling, it was Sackboy. Uh, initially, I thought it was going to be Little Big Planet, but uh, apparently it's called Sackboy, a big adventure. So it kind of gave me Mario 3D Land vibes. That's kind of what I put down as well. Uh, it was just like a 3D platformer. Looked really cool, looked really interesting. And I think they know that Sackboy still has a lot of pull because Sackboy is kind of directly associated with PlayStation at this point and that brand. And I think this is kind of the replacement for Knack almost because they know that Knack didn't do too well, but they do want a lot of the younger generation, right, to come into the PlayStation and come into that family as well. So I can see this game coming out along with the PS5. Again, there was no release date, but that would be pretty cool if it does because it looks so good, you know, like I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited about that one too. So next one, uh, PS Studios. Lucid Games, uh, they have a game called Destruction All-Stars. This looked really cool as well. It was basically Destruction Derby. I put down WWE Crush Hour. That's kind of the game that it reminded me of the most. Like that was, uh, I, I remember playing that quite a bit, almost like Twisted Metal basically. And yeah, it had a cool vibe. It, like I like that, like like it was obviously like almost giving like an esports kind of a, a kind of an atmosphere. Um, there was like sections or parts of it where I guess you can get out of your car or if your car blows up, you can like kind of run around in like third person mode uh, on the on the field or in the arena. So that was also pretty cool. I, I like I'm I'm pretty excited for this one. This looks pretty fun just because especially playing this game multiplayer or playing with friends. I'm always down for those kinds of games. Again, uh, no release date or anything like that. Um, the next one was from Ember Lab. This is a game called Kina Bridge of Spirits. And this game looks so good. This was like a third person action adventure game. It gave me beyond good and evil vibes so if you've played beyond good and evil just kind of picture that you had like obviously cool powers you were kind of it almost had like a bit of pikmin in there as well you're kind of controlling these little really really cute creatures to like do certain things kind of help you with puzzles uh and of course like the fighting mechanics and everything looked very like you know like, kind of like just what you would expect in an action adventure game um this one I'm, I'm pretty excited about too again no uh, no, no release date or anything like that. And it's obviously, all, most of the stuff, if it doesn't say it's an exclusive, it's gonna be on on PC and Xbox or like either or basically. So none of these other ones kind of had that on them. The next one was from a studio called Ko underscore Op, and it was it's called Goodbye Volcano High. And I wasn't sure what this was. It was it's almost just it was like you're like in a monster high school. You're all like different kinds of monsters and and whatever, and. I wasn't sure if it's like a telltale kind of a game, if it's like one of those comic book, uh, comic book adventure games, you know, like we're just kind of like flipping the pages and maybe you make a decision here or there. It was unclear what the gameplay was in general. 
but it could be it, it could be cool. Uh, I'm a big Telltale fan in general. I'm a big fan of just kind of story based video games. So I can see myself kind of getting into this game and, and enjoying it as well. But like again, like I I just want to see more about it or understand more about it. It was very un- unclear. Like I I think we're like in a band or we join a band towards the end and we're like leaving high school or we're we're like I guess like pissed off about something and we leave high school like it was it's unclear obviously just from that trailer itself but again it could be a cool game i don't know um and the next one odd world inhabitants oh no sorry that's that's the the development studio odd world inhabitants and it's a new odd world game by them called odd world soulstorm so i'm not a i'm i've not been very familiar with the odd world franchise in general i don't know too much about it i have tried one of them that was i guess free with ps plus at some point uh, on PS4, and I know the people that played Odd World really enjoyed it. Um, it's basically like you know you're kind of like, kind of getting all these prisoners out of this this kind of like factory almost, and basically the idea is that you're like kind of collecting them and getting them to the other side of the or the map almost or other side of that of that level, and you know there's things that will stop you, things that might kill some of you of the people that you're trying to like help escape with you. And it was it was like a cool like two D two D or two point five D platformer type of a game. It looks interesting. Uh, this one looks interesting as well. I'll definitely give it a shot. Uh, but again, no release date. It was it wasn't anything about it that really pulled me in as a person who has never played Oddworld. So I don't know how much that will like how how well that will do for people who have never heard about the franchise. You know, but it it looks cool. It looks interesting enough. The next one was a game I was really int- excited about. And I was actually excited, even like watching the trailer, but it kind of, I don't know, I, I think I've kind of fallen off that wagon a little bit now. It was from Tango Gameworks. I love Tango Gameworks because of Evil Within and Evil Within 2. Uh, and this game, Ghostwire Tokyo, I remember they kind of announced it a while back and it looked so good. And like the trailer initially was really creepy, looked really good. And of course, as we got into the game itself, it was like a first person game, but it didn't look scary anymore. You know, like it was like a first person game and you're doing like, cool moves and stuff like that but it almost looked like one of those dungeon exploring first person games you know like of course i haven't seen we haven't seen like full gameplay we've just seen like the action bits of it so i don't know if like you know this first person bits like deus ex where you're moving around you're you're hiding you're doing this and that and then you're kind of going in for like these fights but the fights kind of took away from that horror aspect that i was expecting so that was kind of unfortunate but I mean, I could be, I could be the only one, you know, feeling this way as well. I know that, uh, you know, people like enjoy those kinds of games either way, but um, that game's coming out in 2021. And yeah, like, I I, I don't know. I, I expected a little bit more with that. I was, I was a little disappointed, but it, 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 I'm sure it'll still be interesting. I'm sure it'll still have its horror elements because that's kind of like, that, that was like what pushed me towards Evil Within. I really, really love that game. So next one is from a company called Super Brothers. So the game, I even wrote down, the gameplay is unclear. The game, I even like the game title, I was not sure what it said. Um, but the, the subtitle for the game was called The Far Shore and it was coming out in 2020. And it was unclear. It was basically showing you how we're like all kind of congregating into a place where we're trying to like build a civilization almost. So I thought it had like, it's like a strategy game like civilization. And then you kind of see us going up in the air, like in the into space. And then you see us kind of, I guess exploring planets, but it's you're just like this very tiny vessel. So it's got like almost like top downish approach, and you're like this tiny vessel that's just kind of exploring on like different lands, and like that was it. That's like the main gameplay we saw, and I I I wasn't sure what 
the whole thing was like what you're supposed to do or anything like that and like in my opinion at least like the gameplay and that trailer stuff didn't sell me on the game at all and it didn't even intrigue me like i if i see like or hear about the game again i'm not going to be running towards you know like going jumping on youtube or or running to find out what this game is or what's happening it's just like that like it just didn't do anything for me at least this is just my opinion right so like that was kind of unfortunate because the initial part of the trailer was really cool and then once you kind of it just kind of kept going and then they showed you you you're just like tiny vessel going left and right on like a, a on like the sea or like this land i'm like okay like but like is that it are we just exploring are we like discovering things and if we're discovering things how different is this from like stuff like no man's sky like I don't know, I think I was just expecting something a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, that's coming out in 2020. The next one was Godfall, uh, again, coming out in 2020. We've already kind of heard and, and seen about it and even talked about it before. It's like a for, it's like a third-person Diablo type kind of a game. Uh, they call it like slasher, looter, something like that. I forgot what it was, but basically it's like just imagine Diablo, but third-person. And it looks cool. It looks interesting. Like it's not like... It's not like a, it's like a game that I'm gonna I'm gonna be jumping in line for or anything like that or just waiting day one to download. I'm I'm perfectly happy like waiting it out and stuff like that. Like that's like I don't know. It just it didn't really sell me in in that way. But it it does look it, it looks interesting. I feel like if I have a group group of friends, uh, people who play Destiny for example in my group or even Rainbow Six stuff like that, if they all kind of jump on this, it'll be fun to play this game with them. But otherwise, yeah, it looks interesting. Uh, the next one is Annapurna Interactive, again, uh, from a developer called Heart Machine. And this was a game called Solar Ash. It was like a third-person game. Um, I think it's made by the people called Hyperlife. Uh, they, they made this game called Hyperlife Drifter. I think that's what it was. Uh, and yeah, like, they didn't really show the gameplay. You, you can see it's third-person. It had, like, this cartoony kind of a look to it. And yeah, like, you just see the person, your main character, walk for a bit, and that's it. And the game comes out 2021. I don't know, maybe it's me. I'm I'm not a big fan of these kinds of trailers where they don't show you anything or just full-on cinematic trailers. Like, just just tell me, like, as a, if you want to sell me a game, give me a cinematic trailer, but give me some gameplay. Show me what it is. Tell me what I'm doing. Like, you know, it, it, at this point, I feel like in, in this day and age, or if this internet age, right, where we get information so quickly and we're always starved for information, we always want new information, I feel like it's this is just not the approach nowadays. Like nowadays it's like, okay, what is it? It's this, okay, cool, I like it, I'm ordering it, I'm getting this game, right? That's it, done. It's none of this, oh, we're gonna do this, but wait six more months and then we're gonna announce this. Oh, then we're gonna do this. Like, it's like, sorry, dude, like that's not gonna work anymore. It doesn't, all that does is kind of like make me go like, okay, I'm done, I'm out. I'm just, I have too many other games to play. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna focus on that now. Next one, oh my God, I put a station point around this as well. IOI Interactive or IOI Studios came out. Hitman 3, finally, this is, I'm so glad they, they announced it. It's coming out in January 2021. I'm I'm surprised that they put like a month as well. So, I mean, they must be like really close to completion, but yeah, that's pretty exciting. I don't know if they're taking, they didn't say it, but I remember they were considering an episodic approach at one point where they, were, they kind of wanted to go back to Hitman 1 where they kind of put it into episodes. So I don't know if they will do something similar with, with Hitman 3. Uh, they haven't announced that yet, so I'm hoping that, you know, that might not be the case and they might just give us a full game, but we'll see. But yeah, they showed us a bit of gameplay. The gameplay looks like Hitman 2 and Hitman 1, uh, just a little bit more polished. So I can I can see this game coming out on PS4 and PS5, so it'll probably be cross-generational. Uh, but yeah, like the game looks really good. The game looks fun. Uh, it's hit more Hitman. I'm excited for this. Uh, for me, it's like day one 
day one purchase for sure. I'm I'm just such a big fan of Hitman, so I'm I'm so excited for this. Um, the next thing, like in between all of this, at one point, they kind of have like these weird like PS symbol PS symbols coming right. So they had one at one point they kind of had like the uh, almost like the UI of PlayStation kind of pop up just to kind of tease us with it, and they went on to the like the um, the next game right, and I think that that looked pretty cool. Like it it looked it looked very modern. It looked very sleek. It wasn't really the UI. It was like it was like you know when you press a PS button and then it goes into the UI. It was kind of that period. So it looked really cool. Uh, but yeah, they were just kind of giving us glimpses of it. I'm sure we'll get more like later on. Um, then again, PlayStation Studios again. We got Astro's Playroom. So this is if anyone's played Astrobot VR, it's basically the same thing. But I'm from what I can tell, this is non VR because they did not mention PSVR at all. Like I'm, they would definitely have mentioned VR. So and it's called Astro's Playroom, and I think they saw how popular or how big Astro's PR uh, Astro's um, Astrobot Rescue Mission was. Uh, sorry, I'm just like getting confused with the names a little bit. But how big Astrobot uh, the VR version was on PlayStation Four that I think they were like, you know what, let's make a individual, like, separate non-VR version that kind of does the same thing, that does the same thing people love, but of course not in that whole VR mind space, right? Or in the VR headset and everything. You can just kind of play like that. I think, again, this is another game that's just kind of taking taking the slack from from Knack, right? To kind of have this game for for all these, all the new generation of, of people that will be joining on the PS5 and all for, for kids, right? So we, to make it more... Uh, something that a lot of kids, the parents will want to buy for their kids during Christmas, stuff like that. So I can see, I can see this game being very big because I've played Astrobot VR. I loved it. It's definitely my favorite VR game right now. It's such a, it's such a fun game. Um, this one actually, I, this one at the moment is my favorite game um, announcement on on this in this whole PlayStation Five event. It's by, it's called. I think the developer is called Neo Stream. Uh, the game is called The Little Devil Inside. The trailer and everything was really cool. Um, it has like a really awesome art style. It's basically like a third person action adventure. And the stuff that they were showing was definitely gameplay. Like it looked like gameplay. So, I mean, if they were somehow like hiding it and like they kind of covered it with cinematic somehow, like they, like, you know, like they had like the whole, the whole thing was cinematic, but they made it look like gameplay. I'll be surprised if they did that. That must be, that has to be like really, really tough. But like from what I saw, it actually looked like gameplay, and that gameplay looks fun. It looks really, really cool. It almost has like a Monster Hunter, Dark Souls kind of a vibe to it, but with like this comedic, artistic style around it. You know, like it looked really, really cool. I think this game I'm really, really excited for. Like, I, I if this comes out in 2020, I'm definitely getting it with my PS5 for sure. Um, I'm definitely I'm gonna be looking out for this game when it comes to any information. This was definitely my favorite game obviously other than you know games like spider-man and ratchet and clank because and hitman because those are games like i know i will like but in terms of new games this game really spoke to me and i really really liked it the next one nba 2k21 you know a uh, big warp every, uh, we know this was coming we know fifa is going to come out we know madden is going to come out coming out in 2020 they really focused in on the sweat and the sweat particles or whatever and like, yeah, it looked, I mean, it looked okay. Like it's not like the game looked like something like amazing or crazy or whatever. Obviously when we get the games in our hand and we'll see it, like we'll, maybe we'll see like the actual difference at that point. But yeah, I mean, it, it looks okay. It looks cool. But NBA 2K21, nothing new. Um, next one is actually like kind of interesting. I wasn't really, I, I don't know. I, I don't really, I, I, it was another game where I just didn't understand what you were doing, uh, but it's by the creators of Octodad. Uh, it's called Bug Snacks. And it's basically just an, island where there's like kind of a mixture of bugs and 
and snack food. So you'll have like strawberries and apples and sandwiches and stuff like that. And I guess they're like in the form of bugs. And like, yeah, it was again, unclear what you're doing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's kind of like a 3D platformer, sort of like kind of like Octodad. Um, but yeah, that's what's coming on 2020. Uh, looks interesting. Next one was something that I feel like most of us knew. Most of us were waiting for. Um, Bluepoint Games finally announced Demon's Souls Remake. Uh, this is obviously PS Studios. I'm assuming this is like a PS exclusive as well. From the, the parts that they showed, the game looked amazing. The game looked really, really nice. It looked really, really good. So I'm pretty excited for this for someone like myself who li loves Dark Souls, who loved Sekiro and is kind of waiting for Elden Ring. But we, we know that that's not going to come out this year at this point. The fact that they haven't announced it yet. Um, but it looked, it looked really good. I'm pretty excited. They haven't said if it's 2020. Uh, again, no release date with that, right? So this has kind of been like a recurring thing. Uh, today, as you can kind of imagine, like a lot of games, especially from the PS side, have not had a release date on. So I'm, I think I'm just hoping they're maybe just waiting to kind of just spring this on as being like, by the way, everything's 2020, everything's uh, like a launch game, whatever. And, and that could be really fun, but uh, we'll see. Next one was a, the game from, from Arcane Studios called Deathloop. Uh, they kind of announced it at E3 a while back, so they kind of just showed it again. Uh, and this time they actually showed gameplay. Uh, it looks cool. It has, I, I, it's not like a procedural game, but the idea is, of course, like once you die, I guess you restart from a, from like the initial area. Um, it wasn't clear if like there's checkpoints or how the story works in a way. Um, but yeah, it's like a first person game. Just think of a game like Dishonored, but with shooting. And uh, it has like the 70s, 60s, like Cold War aesthetic to it. And basically, yeah, you're like, um, you're basically going through the death loop. You're an island or like this area where everyone is like kind of trying to kill you basically. And, uh, and when every time you, you die, you basically, it's like a loop. You start from the beginning, so, but you're, you're trying to get to like eight heads off of this island, basically in a, in a sense. And I guess like that's kind of the main mission of the main story thing. But at the same time, those eight heads are on the other end. There is another kind of assassin that's after you. Um, and they kind of hinted at it or they kind of showed it toward the end that I guess that other assassin can be played by another player. So I don't know how well this works or if it's a game that you can just kind of complete in one go as long as you get all those eight things in like one, I look like again, like it was like really unclear how as to like how this works. But I think that game, does, again, does no, no release date or anything like that. So we don't know when that's going to come out. But yeah, like it's, it's an interesting concept. Um, I'm a big fan of Dishonored, so I would have been completely fine if they went on to Dishonored 3 or something like that. But uh, I think Deathloop, it, it, could be really, it could be a cool game. Next one actually got my hopes up a little bit for Silent Hill, but it turned out to be Resident Evil 8. And it turns out the the um, leaks that we kind of went over on, on our previous podcast and stuff like that were, were true. So it was called Resident Evil 8. Like Village was like the name, but obviously they kind of put on the village, they kind of turned it into Resident Evil 8. It's coming out in 2021. And yeah, it's like, it's more of Resident Evil 7. The graphics look amazing. Um, I doubt it will be on PS4 and Xbox One. It could be, right? It's very possible because the, the facial animation and everything looked really, really good. It, like it looked better than Resident Evil 7. And uh, people who have played Resident Evil 7 know that it already looked amazing there. So I don't know. I don't know how that game, uh, how, how that game will run on, on, on the older ones, but still Resident Evil 8 is coming out. I'm pretty excited for it. I love Resident Evil 7. I love Resident Evil 2 Remake. So I'm pretty excited to like check that game out too. Uh, next one, again, one of those games that I just don't, I just don't understand why they have to show stuff like this. It's a game called Pragmata coming out in 2022. Again, nothing in terms of gameplay. You, you just see like an astronaut with a little girl 
and then you basically like something kind of is hitting it's making its way towards earth and you kind of jump out of earth and you kind of land on the moon and like that was it <laughs> that was like the trailer like again like as i as i say it to you you might be like oh no like i'm obviously like reducing it i'm you can go and watch the trailer like uh, like there was nothing in terms of what the gameplay is or what you will be doing so it's unclear as to what the whole point of the game is but yeah you know what of course i'm gonna i'm gonna hold off right like the main thing is to hold off just wait it out we'll see what that game actually is i think that's game by, that's a game by capcom as well but we'll see what that game is but 2022 why, why are you announcing it right now whatever whatever that's fine next one is something that i think a lot of us were expecting again another big speculation horizon 2 horizon forbidden west is the name of this game um I don't know if it was all gameplay or if it was just in-game engine or in-game this or that or whatever, but it, it looked good. The game looked good for sure. It looked interesting. I was a little surprised that they didn't announce a release date for it. Because this was a thing that a lot of us were speculating was going to be coming out with PS5. So I'm surprised that they didn't do that. Like, I guess maybe maybe it is still on track, but obviously they're just waiting to like actually announce it. and maybe Or maybe it might even be pushed to January or February or March or something, right? We don't know. Uh, but yeah, Horizon Forbidden West is official. Horizon 2 is in the works or it's basically done. And it's coming out soon, hopefully. I don't know. Um, kind of makes me wonder why there was like no God of War or something shown, which is surprising because, you know, Spider-Man came out in 2018, came out after God of War, and we already have a Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man Miles Morales coming out. You know, um, Horizon Zero Dawn, of course, came, came out in 2017. And now we've this new announcement. So maybe maybe they're just shaving, saving God of War for for another scheduled event, right? I'm sure they want to have like a couple of more games like ready to kind of unveil again or unveil at that point. Maybe a new Naughty Dog game, uh, a new Santa Monica game, a new God of War, right? Maybe that's what they're planning. But I'm I'm hoping I, I'm I, you know what? The more I say it, the more I think about it, the more that kind of makes sense. So I can kind of see that. But like yeah, it looks it looks really good. I'm pretty excited for that too. Uh, and the, and finally, this was something that I did not expect, but they actually showed what the PS5 console looks like. And I don't know, I'm like I'm like midway about it. I'm kind of divisive. Like it looks okay, but at the same time, it doesn't look that okay. Like it, it it's fine. It has like this white black aesthetic. It almost looks like an Alienware PC um, desktop thing. You know, kind of like has a sleek de design to it, but uh, it just has like way too many bends sometimes. Where you're like, okay, does, can you just why can't you just make it straight? You know, why can't you just everything just be straight? Um, but yeah, like. Uh, it looks cool like it's it's like it's obviously matching that controller that we've kind of seen that black and white controller uh, kind of matching the similar aesthetic and uh, the big thing on all of this something that i did not expect was that it has a digital edition as well so you can buy a ps5 which is obviously disc based like kind of like a ps4 now or you can buy a digital edition so it, it will have no disc drive which probably means that this game this console will be cheaper by maybe $100 at least, right? Because it's a Blu-ray drive. I'm assuming $100 at least because they want to make it competitive. And that surprised me. That surprised me because they kind of almost beat Microsoft to, to, uh, at, at their own game because Microsoft was kind of touting this whole disc thing and we kind of already knew about how Xbox Series X is so powerful and they're going to come out with Lockhart, which will be, I think, discless, and it will be like not as strong but it will be cheaper and it obviously will allow them to like play a lot of like the newer Xbox games. But like seeing this, like, I don't know, it just seems like a better sell, you know, because it's kind of like, we're going to keep everything the same, the same hardware, 
um, same power, everything, but this will be with our disk drive. So if you want for $4.99, you can buy the disk version, which has a disk in it. And you can like, you know, obviously have your disk and collect your disk or whatnot. Or if you pay $3.99, you can get the digital version, right? And like, I know one of my friends already messaged me today just saying that if the digital version is like cheaper or like at least like reasonably cheaper, he's like, I'm just going to buy that. He's like, I haven't bought a, a disc version or disc based game in a while. Um, for me, the main reason is because I have so many PS4 games, like the disc version of those games, that if I do want to be able to use that backward compatibility thing, I do need to have a disc drive. And I, I don't know, I just like having the disc drive just in case, because you never know. There's always situations where um, on Amazon, you might find a disc-based game, which is crazy cheap for some reason, right? So at that point, like compared to the digital version. So at that point, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to buy the disc version because it's so much cheaper. So I do like having that option, but that was surprising. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm more interested to see how Microsoft counters this because now PlayStation has kind of said that look, we know our console is going to be expensive. It's going to be four ninety nine maybe, right? But here we have a cheaper version as well, and it doesn't mean that you're gonna you know lose any power because that was like the main thing with the on the Xbox side, right? The Xbox side would be that again. This is all speculation because we haven't seen. Xbox Series S or Lockhart or whatever it is. But the idea is that, but hey, look, it's going to be same power, same everything, same SSD. Everything is is exactly the same, except there's no disk drive. Again, this this part as well, actually, the more I think about it, it's also speculation because it didn't say anywhere that it will be the same power as the PS5, that regular one. It just said PS5 Digital Edition. So it could be very likely or possible that in the digital edition, they'll be like, oh yeah, this uh, the SSD speed is a little, I, I, I doubt the SSD speed will be a thing, but let's just say it's like rather nine teraflops or 10 teraflops or whatever of GPU power is six or seven. I, I don't think it would be because I feel like they would not, actually don't, I don't know if they would mention it at an event like this, but from what I, I saw today, based just, just making the judgment based on what I saw, it does seem like they're keeping everything the same and just removing the disk, uh, the disk drive. So you have the option of having the discless version or having the disc version, right? And obviously that gives people options, especially if you don't want to spend too much or if, especially if you know you're going to buy everything digital because more and more people are, are, are moving towards digital. Um, you know, I'm on, I'm on my PC right now. When I game on PC, everything's digital, right? When I buy a game, my game on PC, like I, I own it now. Like there's, it's not a thing of like, oh, okay. You know, obviously you, you have like the two hour return policy or whatever for Steam and stuff like that. But most of, the, most of the time when I buy a game, it's like, okay, I own the game. That's it. Like I have this game for life. Whereas with obviously with PS4, you can buy a disc version. You might buy a, a digital version with a disc version. It's like, if I sell this now, I can get this. Maybe I can put it towards this and whatnot, right? So, so I like that they give you the option with this. They also obviously showed some accessories, which again, look pretty interesting. A charging station, the headset, which looks okay. Uh, the main reason I would be interested in the headset, I already have a SteelSeries Arctis Pro um, headset with like the whole game back thing for my PC and I use that on my PS4 as well. So like obviously if you buy third-party headsets, those are really good. Um, the main reason I'm interested in this headset is because I guess it will be taking advantage of the Tempest audio or the 3D audio thing. Um, I'm assuming all headsets like Arctis Pro or like SteelSeries for example or, or the Astros or Turtle Beach I'm assuming all of them can take advantage of all that, but I could be wrong, right? I could be wrong. If for whatever reason, this headset is like, this is gonna be able to kind of fully take advantage of the Tempest audio and then maybe future headsets, like future third-party headsets can take full advantage of all this. 
you know, I can see, I can see that being a compelling reason to buy this headset. Um, but yeah, like that, it looked cool. It looked interesting. Uh, the design is a lot better than their previous PlayStation headsets, I have to say. Um, and then they also showed uh, the camera, like an HD camera, uh, or was it 4K camera? But like, yeah, it looked like a good camera, and I think they're really still hitting the the nail with this streaming thing that you can stream from your from your PS4, uh, from your PS5. Sorry, um, they already have a mic built into your to your um, to your controller, so that's already there. And then on top of that, they're gonna have this camera, and if this camera is you know, even like 50% better than the one that we have right now for the PlayStation for like when you have to use your, your VR and everything like that. I think most of us will be happy because the camera is like, I'm not going to say it's bad, but like it, it could be better, right? So I can, if this if this camera is really, really good, I, I I can see myself purchasing that since I do stream quite a bit. And I, I wouldn't mind streaming straight, straight from my PlayStation if it just kind of lets me customize it a little bit through OBS uh, and stuff like that. Just going to have my own, own touch to it and everything like that. But I can definitely see that a compelling way for new streamers to get in. You know, you buy a PS5, you buy your headset, you have a microphone, even whatever it is, and then you just get a camera and you're set. You know, you don't need to buy like a huge streaming PC. You don't need to like download like software and figure out what to do what and get an Elgato and stuff like that. You know, like all these extra charges that you might have to do. I feel like this can be a good way to get a, a new group of streamers um, into this generation and stuff like that. So I think that would be, that would be pretty cool. And yeah, like in the... That's kind of where it ended the PS5 event. Like overall, I was pretty happy. Uh, I think also because of what I saw with Microsoft and, you know, because Microsoft's like event was like our first look into the next generation. And when I saw that, I was like so underwhelmed. I was like, oh my God, like seriously, uh, you know, there was like barely any gameplay, even though that was kind of the whole thing that they're going to show gameplay. Um, but PS5 really hit it on the, in the head when it comes to look at this gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. Um, and, uh, unfortunately, we didn't get a lot of release dates. But again, the fact that Sony did kind of show us the caliber of, of first party stuff that they have lined up, just kind of pushes this whole thing. And obviously them kind of reiterating that they are taking a generational approach, that they will be, you know, there's a, a, a point blank like break when it comes to PS4 and, and PS5. Like they will be moving on and they will be using full advantage of the PS5 kind of really makes you as a consumer say, okay, you know what, maybe it's not consumer friendly, but it does make you want to get a PS5 when it does come out. So I can see, you know, that that being a very big selling point. And to me, it already is, right? Like I've kind of brought this up so many times that since most of the games from Xbox, especially the newer ones, will be on both the Xbox One and PC, either way on top of the, the new console, like it just makes me, it just gives me no reason to buy anything um, from Microsoft right now, right? I, I might just get a Game Pass or I already have Game Pass. And I can just kind of keep subscribing to that. Whereas when I saw this, for me, the first thing I did was go on Amazon and see that what if they, did they by any chance announce like, uh, you know, pre-orders, like even though there's no price to it, maybe they just have like, you know, like just pre-order that you can just kind of uh, like place orders where you can just kind of put your name in almost, but obviously there was nothing, uh, nothing there like that. But like, I automatically just got excited because like, you know, as I'm saying this to you, I'm kind of talking about this, I'm getting more and more excited just thinking about it because now it like I'm 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 waiting for what they will do maybe next month, um, before or after Ghost of Tsushima, uh, you know when it comes to announcing more games or when they actually announce the price and everything for the PS5, right? Because they will be showing us more games, they will be showing us more things and more release dates, and like I'm I'm more and more, like more and more, kind of uh, kind of confident about it, I guess you know, that they will be announcing like a God of War or God of War 2 or something like that for sure. 
Like at this point, I'm just, I've convinced myself because I was thinking the more and more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, why would, actually, why would they announce everything today? Right? Because they have like other events. They have to announce the price at some point. They have to announce more things, right? As they get in towards the, uh, closer towards the end of the year. So we might see a new resistance game. We might see a new God of War. We might see a new Sony uh, Sony Santa Monica game. Maybe Corey, Corey Barlog has moved away completely from God of War and is working on something else. And God of War is just, you know, has like the, their team of writers and they're moving on with something, right? So I can totally see like a bunch of games that are, that are just like, they're just waiting to kind of unveil on us, right? So I'm getting more and more excited to see what they do. And of course, this, this actually makes me more excited as well for what Xbox does, because now that Xbox has kind of, you know, did that did that little misstep before, and now has seen what Sony's approach to this is, and saw how how big this event was for everyone, um, especially Sony fans and gaming fans in general. I, I'm hoping that they're taking this back and saying, okay, next time we have to show gameplay, show gameplay, even if it's third party, third party, I don't mind that, right? Show third party stuff, but sprinkle like good exclusives in between. Sprinkle like like today we saw like if I just go on my on my paper right we saw Spider Man right we saw Gran Turismo we saw Ratchet and Clank we saw that Square Enix one which is an uh, a PlayStation exclusive again like I, you know what let's not count that one because we don't know if that's only a console exclusive or and it's available on PC so let's just stick with console exclusives right there was that new IP from uh, Housemark which had the PS Studios logo so which obviously means it's a, a PlayStation exclusive um, they had the Astrobot game they had uh, Demon Souls remake, right? They had Horizon at the end, right? So in my hand, I just counted seven, right? Obviously, it might be more, might be less, but in my hand, I just counted. They they, they just showed us seven PlayStation exclusive games in this sitting, right? So I I just hope that Xbox takes this, goes back to drawing board, and maybe kind of pushes more, you know, just kind of pushes their exclusives a little bit more, even if it's not fully done. Just show us some gameplay trailer. Just show us something. Just show us. Something to be excited about, right? Don't I please, like don't show me so much stuff like you know the stranded or whatever or grounded or whatever that game was by Obsidian. Show me a game like um, Hellblade, uh, you know Hellblade Two. Show me a game like Halo Infinite, you know maybe a new Jade Empire or something. I don't know. Maybe we can get a deal with Bioware and, and, and have a new Jade Empire. Uh, you know I know the Sunset Overdrive is is owned by Insomniac and they're, they're with PlayStation, but like maybe a game like that, a new, a completely new IP. You know, maybe a Gears of War 6 just to get us excited about that universe again. Just show me stuff so that it makes me go like, oh, this is a worthwhile purchase for me now because look at all the stuff that's coming in the future, right? It's like you don't want to invest in like real estate or like a property if you don't know you're going to get a good return on the investment, right? You want to make sure that you're going to put all this money in now and it's going to be worthwhile for the next year, two years, three years, four years. Right now with PS5, with this event, I can see that. I can see that Yo, look at all these games that are coming out. And with this pedigree itself, with what they did with PS4, with the fact that we have Last of Us Part 2 coming out next week, and we have Ghost of Tsushima coming out next month, and then we have Iron Man VR coming out before Ghost of Tsushima next month. Like, just the fact that we have all this stuff, and they're on top of that piling us on with more games, and telling us that PS5 is going to be four PS5 games. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm definitely sold more and more on PS5, um, you know, you can call me like a, a PlayStation fanboy all you want. Um, I don't see myself that way just because I always like, you know, considering how my approach to everything is, especially when it comes to games and game consoles and PC gaming and everything like that. But I don't know, I think they're just doing everything, everything right. This is just reminding me of 
not even Nintendo, I mean, depending on obviously what games release, but it is reminding me of Nintendo Switch and when that came out and they had an incredible game like Zelda Breath of the Wild, just ready to go. And then they had Mario Kart 8 and then they had Splatoon 2, they had ARMS, they had Super Mario Odyssey. You know, they had all these games just ready to like hit you and just like buy the buyer console, you're set for the for the year. Don't worry, you're you're set. And I feel like that's what PlayStation has done for me now after seeing this. I'm like, okay, I'm set. I believe you. There's amazing games coming out. You don't you don't need to sell me anymore. I'm buying mine day one as long as there's you know consoles available. So hopefully, I, I, again, if you if you watched it, if you have any questions or you just want to share your thoughts with me, right? If you didn't like something, if you really liked something, like send me your thoughts at amandamangames at gmail.com. Uh, that's amandamangames at gmail.com. My email and everything will be uh, in the description and stuff below as well. Um, I've, I'm currently streaming The Last of Us on Twitch, uh, Twitch and Mixer at amandaman. So you can join me there. Of course, follow me on Instagram to kind of stay up to date in terms of what's happening. I'm really loving The Last of Us. It's really good to kind of be back after seven years away from that game. I'm just kind of doing this to kind of prepare myself for Last of Us Part 2. Um, today was obviously a little more of like an offbeat kind of a kind of an episode. I just kind of wanted to go to uh, go over the PS5 event really quickly. So yeah, again, send me any questions, send me any emails, and we will be back to our normal schedule for Wednesday podcast next week where we'll just kind of go over the news. Uh, we, we might cover more PS5 stuff if something else happens, but otherwise we'll kind of stay away from this since we kind of dedicated the entire day uh, today. And of course, yeah, tell me tell me what you think about it. Like if you agree with my thoughts, I always, I always kind of like picking, picking people's uh, brains when it comes to all of this. So thanks so much, everyone, and I hope to see everyone next time. Take care. Bye.